0: On today's show, we're going to talk about running promotions in the slow season, because sooner or later, it's coming. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, before we dive in today's content, I want to throw a little something out there for you if you're a non-EGIA member. If you're enjoying the content that the show provides, I'm going to encourage you to check out our full courses by joining the platform for 30 days free of charge. Click the Join button at the top right, then select the Plus Membership. We'll give you access to the full courses so you can start to make your business go to the next level. You know, over the last several weeks, we've been doing our summer promotion, Performance Equals Profit, but I want to take just a break from that for just a little bit and talk to you about running promotions in the slow season. Listen, we all love the summertime, June, July, August. It's been great, Uh, but the reality is September is coming. And when it comes to September in our industry, I like to call it Black September. And what I mean by that is that if you're not selling school clothes and school supplies, it can be tough to get people to come off their money. Using promotions in the slower seasons can be a very helpful way to help you continue to sell throughout these seasons where the weather doesn't really cooperate. I want to share a video with you from Gary Alex that talks about how do you run these promotions, why do you run these promotions in the slower seasons. So before we dive
1: into the promotional side of things, just want to refresh your memory on where the marketing plan fits in the overall business plan. Because part of what we're doing here is we're structuring a plan and a very organized, orderly approach to a budget process that not only includes marketing, but includes basically how we're going to actually make a 20% EBIT. So let's take a look at where we're at. So if you remember, just going back, the vision of a company, the values of the company, and the belief system, the culture, all set up the discussion of what is going on inside of our world. And then we have a business model. And that business model that we're talking about right now is residential change-out and replacement. So demand service could be a part of this discussion as well. Maintenance could be a part of this discussion because some of our promotions were going to be tied to maintenance or club customers. And it's going to be a very specific, narrow target audience based on where we're going to actually deliver this promotion. So some promotions we're going to be broadcasting to the globe. You know, it's going to be out on the web, which means you know, anybody from anywhere could potentially you know, hit that pay-per-click or hit that particular website. Some promotions are going to be very narrow and very focused in on only our existing club customers, because we don't want to make it public. So that brings us to the idea that we're going to have some goals, some one-year and three-year goals. So I want to reinforce the topic here That's part of the reason we're going through this discussion, is you need to have a budget. You've got to have that 12-month budget for next year's sales plan, gross profit dollars. And more importantly, the number of leads and jobs that you need on a monthly, weekly, and daily basis. And that brings us to the discussion of January, February, March, let's call that our slow season. Maybe in the north it's going to be April, maybe even a little bit of May, maybe November, December. So those months, we've got to have a specific number of jobs that we know we have to have at a given gross profit amount to hit the gross profit dollars that covers up the break even for the overhead. So if I have a budget of $100,000 sales dollars at a 40% gross margin percentage, it's going to be 40000 gross profit dollars. And my overhead is $40,000 a month in overhead. That is a net zero profit, but I have broken even. And in a slow month, I might be willing to accept that. I'm not suggesting that you should. I'm saying that that's better than losing money certainly the alternative of losing money is less attractive. So our goal is to set the number of target leads and the number of target closure rate in order to get to that place. When we have that established, what we can do is we can then take a net service and maintenance leads, net regular leads that we would get or predict. And in our slow season, there's a, there's a difference, there's a gap. And so we, don't, we have more labor than we have opportunities. So our promotional strategy is designed to get some of those people that might be kind of sort of hanging around and maybe going to make a decision, but I got to think it over. And so they're going to be the type of people that we want to facilitate upwards so that we can sell those additional jobs. So if you look at this discussion here, the marketing plan follows the financial plan. So we've got to have the break-even. We've got to have the calculation of the number of jobs. We've got to have the closure rates. We've got to have those metrics. If we don't have those things, then our promotional strategy is guessing. And we're not going to do any guessing in our marketing planning. We're going to do very focused, organized, planned events that are going to be targeted towards moving people into a particular course of action. And that's the difference between the art and the science of marketing. The art in marketing is fantastic. Graphic design, we're going to look good, we're going to make great logos, we're going to make things look exciting, we're going to make it look sexy, appealing, whatever we can do to make people say, oh my goodness, look at that. But the science of marketing is, give me something that makes me actually make a decision emotionally, economically and physically today. And that's the challenge that we face as contractors. It's not getting the lead. We've got lots of opportunities, but what we have is we have customers, nah, you know, I'll just wait, maybe, you know, we'll we'll call you back later. And, you know, that's the objection. And of course, they call us back in May, and in May we're slammed and we no longer really have that promotion.
0: Now listen, there's no shortage of ideas about how you can run these promotions. There's no right or wrong way. There's a million different things you can do. Uh, I can remember in my company, we once did a free furnace giveaway. And we identified families through a local television station. We would have people nominate families who needed a furnace but they couldn't afford it. So what we would do is people would call to the TV station and nominate these people. We had something like over 400 nominations and ended up installing about a half a dozen free furnaces and repairing you know, dozens and dozens of others that just need amount of repairs. The bottom line is every night on the news they were talking about us and us giving away free furnaces as we went through this six-week process you know, of getting all these nominations. So that's just one idea that you can do. You can offer discounts. You can offer special financing. There's a million different things you can do. The key thing is is you have to create some urgency. Find a way to get people to make a decision when it's not 100 degrees out there anymore. And by the way, there's nothing that can be more helpful than all of that is getting back to the basics of your sales process. It's very common during the the summer season. You know, we start cutting some corners and the weather helps us close a lot of business. You get back to September, you got to get back to the basics. Next, I want to hear again from Gary Ellis about some of the ideas that he uses in his companies during the slower season. Marketing is
1: taking something that you have and moving it to a place that somebody actually needs, wants, and desires. We've talked about that philosophy. Creating a promotion is influencing people to make a decision that they were more than likely ready to make, but they needed a call to action that was strong enough to get them to say, that's a pretty good deal. Emotionally, I'm in. Physically, I'm in. Economically, it looks like it's silly not to do this. So let's go through about seven or eight ideas here. You know, The old school rebate, when I was working back in the old days with the manufacturer, we always came out with a rebate, $1,500 rebate. The dealer contractor cost is half of that. So I'm planning your half at $1,000, meaning that if the manufacturer gives you a $1,500 rebate, you could actually put your own rebate on top of that. If you were paying $500, you could put another $500 on. So you could put a $2,000 rebate together. This is your cost. We cannot wait on the manufacturer to give us a marketing promotion. That's one of the fundamentals that you need to write down. If you wait until the manufacturer or the distributor gives you their program, it's often off in terms of timing based on your shoulder season. And oftentimes, they're restricted by their own budgets. So about the time that you begin becoming successful with it or you actually need it, they shut it down because they've only got so much money to produce. So we can't rely on a retail strategy from manufacturers or distributors. Think about it. We're a retailer. They're distributors. They're manufacturers. We can't rely on them to create a retail strategy for us. If we do, we're making the mistake of letting them control our destiny. And what I want from you is I want you to control your destiny. I'm not saying that you should be adversarial with them. Not at all. In fact, quite the opposite. They're your channel partner. But you can't rely on them for that particular aspect. If they bring you something, that's a positive. So you have a $1,000 rebate. That is your cost of your $1,000 dollars. You have a financing package that we're going to say is just throwing this against the wall, 400 bucks Could be more or less. Depends on what you want to do on financing. You have a 16-year parts and labor warranty. Yes, 16 years parts and labor. We could go 20 years if you wanted to. Doesn't matter. The idea is that this costs money. If you charged a $1 million for one system, you could replace it every single day inside of this warranty and still have money left over. It's a costing issue and a pricing issue that we'll get to later over here. Big screen TV, 65 inch. There are no real more plasma TVs out there now, but you can get yourself a nice uh, high definition, maybe a 4K. That's going to cost you X amount of dollars. Maybe it's going to cost you $2,000 per TV. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. That's a promotion. We've done it. We've given them away. Buy a total comfort system, high efficiency, 18C or above. Installed by, you get yourself a 65-inch big screen TV. So it's costed into the solution. Disney Cruise, four people, Disney Cruise. Going to cost you some money, but you can buy cruises from a travel company, put them in a block, and this becomes part of a marketing promotion or a giveaway. Scholarship for military, I'll donate $1,000 to any military scholarship of your choice in lieu of the rebate. $1,000 cash debit card. I don't care what you do with it. You can go out. You can spend it at Walmart. You can go to Target. You can take your wife out to dinner. You can do whatever you want to do. If you want to go to the Dominican Republic on a golf vacation, go. You got $1,000 cash debit card. I'm handing it to you. Buy a system. Finance it. Get get us to put it in by a specific date. By the way, the end of this week, these promotions terminate. So that $1,000 cash debit card, we need to put that in this week. When we put it in and we're done, you give me the money, we transacted, I give you a cash debit card. Particularly interesting for people who may not have a lot of excess cash on hand who have to finance, packaging up your financing program with a $1,000 cash debit card with some sort of a trade in rebate on a furnace or an air conditioner. Those three together make for a very interesting promotion. So let's see, I can give you a $1,000 rebate I'll give you a financing package, no payments, no interest. I'll give you a $1,000 cash debit card. You don't have to pay for it for a while. You like that because that gives you a free cash flow of $1,000. And I'm going to put a brand new total comfort system in your home, which is going to save you energy, give you benefits, more even temperature, more comfort, all the things that we care about. And so we can do all or a combination of any of these things, doesn't matter. $1,000 in golf merchandise we've done. People in uh, Dublin, Ohio um, are golf fanatics when we targeted that zip code, that particular demographic. Virtually everybody who lives up in Dublin, Ohio lives on a golf course. There are that many golf courses and the homes are just built around them. It's just a community that was built around Jack Nicklaus's Muirfield Village. It just evolved that way. This is a great promotion for that particular landscape. So, these are examples. They're not absolutes. There's certainly none of them up here that you have to do, but they're just ideas, things that we have done. And so what I need you to do is I need you to think about how to cost the promotions in order to get people to buy something from you in a time frame when they normally wouldn't buy something from you, but they were in the marketplace. They just needed a call to action to make them say yes today or yes this week.
0: Now, running these promotions all sounds well and good, right? But the bottom line is who's going to pay for them? Well, let's bring on our resident expert, Mr. Gary Elks, and talk about where the money's coming from to pay for these promotions.
1: So let's take a look at this chart. I've got it sequenced 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So hopefully, I know it's a little busy, but hopefully you'll understand the mathematics. And then we'll go back over to the studio, and I'll show you on the website the actual promotional budgeting tool where you can do the planning through this process that's just like this, all electronic. So number one, just make believe, I have 100 transactions a year. 10 of them come in November and December. 70 of them come between April and October. That's my peak right here, the big hump. The red line is sales. The dotted line, by the way, is labor capacity. So I have more capacity in my shoulder seasons to install than I have the ability actually for leads. So 20 of these jobs, are going to happen in January, February, and March. So these are skinny shoulder seasons. What's going to occur is I have a break even calculation that I have calculated in the budget tool. If you go to the financial section of the EGI website and you follow the budgeting process and you watch the budgeting videos, and you fill out the budget tool, you too will have a break even calculation for the number of jobs that you need, the number of leads that you need, based on your average ticket and your closure rates. That is a certainty. So I'm estimating seven, seven, and six additional jobs. These are not total, but additional jobs that I need, 20 extra jobs in these three months in order to move this red line up to this red dot, which matches the labor capacity. Which means if I have one crew, I'm keeping the crew busy. And what it does is it says that if there is any overhead attached to this business. I will have covered the overhead by attaining break even. And that's the goal of this discussion. We're not worried about out here when we have lots and lots of transactions, when our service techs are generating leads, we've got a lot of repair versus replace going on. Life is good. We're happy. Life is not good in the shoulder season. And not only that, when we're still working through here, we still have overhead. So we tend to get behind as an industry in that first quarter, that first trimester. And this is a way not to do that. So step three is we look at these 20 jobs. And we're asking ourselves, well, which promotions do we want to do? And we say, well, what gets us success? I'm just, I put this up here for mathematical purposes. No particular logic as far as strategy of choosing the promotions. This is part of the discussion. but So $1,000 rebate, I've got 20 of those. That's $20,000 cost to the contractor. 20 jobs, $400 financing. That's $8,000 cost to the contractor. That's $28,000 together. 20 jobs times $250. That's the extra warranty that I purchase from 11 through 16. That's my underwriting of that warranty. The first 10 I buy. The next 11 through 16 I have to warranty myself as long as they maintain a service agreement. It still costs me money to do that. I have to reserve $250 per sale in order to recognize the idea that I have a future liability that could happen. Let's hope it doesn't, but I'm going to plan that out. That's $5,000. So that ends up being $33,000. So to offer a $1,000 rebate or a $1,000 cash debit card, either one works. So we'll go with a $1,000 debit card. I'm offering you a financing program which says you don't have to pay right away. You get to use the system. And I'm offering you a 16-year parts and labor warranty with a three-year service agreement included on that that's part of the soup. And I'm going to put that at a price point, and I'm going to say, let's say that's $7,000. Well, I want you to buy this now. I have exactly this many this week, this many this week, this many this week. So that's going to cost me $33,000 if I sell these 20. Now, I get to turn that promotion off. So it's not going to be more than 20 if I don't want it to be. And if I want it to be, I'm fine with that. Because if I'm more than 20, that means that these little red dots are on top of those little black hash marks, which is my labor capacity. So if my sales start coming in up here, I'm pretty happy about that. That means I'm cash flow positive during my slowest period because I sold more promotions than I had anticipated. So the risk is not that somebody will actually say yes and that you have these costs. The risk is that somebody doesn't say yes and you lose money because you have overhead staring at you and eating at your company. So I want to cost it out. The only question is, what is the cost per job. So write down the concept, amortize. What we're doing is we're going to spread all of these costs across all of our jobs so that instead of being $33,000 on 20 jobs, which would be somewhere around, I don't know, 1500 $1,600 per job. So instead of adding $1,600 to the sale price, so if my normal sale price was $8,000, if you were going to do it that way, you'd have to add sixteen hundred bucks and you'd go well I'm I'm pricing myself out of the market nobody's buying it at that what's the incentive well what we're going to do is we're going to take the thirty three thousand dollars and we're going to amortize it over the full years sales meaning that we have a hundred jobs times eight thousand dollars one hundred jobs step five times eight thousand dollars is eight hundred thousand dollars in sales revenue if I take those $800,000 of sales revenue, and I take the 33,000, that gives me a 4.125% cost, of which I'm going to raise my price 4.125% over the $8,000 instead of 1,600. That ends up being about $320 or so. So my normalized price will be 83.20 for the year, and that allows me to sell these jobs with a promotion that says, well, instead of $7,000, it's $8320 minus the $1,000 rebate, you know, plus the warranty, plus the financing. So it's essentially a $7,300 job if the consumer is looking at the net, but they get a 16-year parts and labor warranty, they get a 16-year two-stage system. We would never, ever, ever want to put any of these promotions in play during our peak season. So this is a faucet that we use to turn on and turn off to get people to use a call to action to say, yes, I'll buy it because there's a promotion there. So all of us have been exposed to promotions from time to time. In fact, some of us have been exposed so much we just don't listen anymore. So the the risk associated with this is, you know, you're promoting and people won't listen won't, they'll tune you out. So part of what you want to do is you want to take your service agreement club memberships and you want to be delivering these types of promotions in hand walking those into the service agreement customer. The service agreement customer is already in love with you, they already trust you, they already have a brand relationship, great customer experience. They look at that information and they go, hey that sounds like a pretty good deal. Now normally this job might go for you know a higher price but because we have a promotion here you're getting a sweet deal Suite 16. 16 two-stage piece of equipment, 16-year parts and labor warranty, normally 10, right? $1,000 cash rebate, financing program, et cetera, et cetera. So the cost associated with this is 4.125%, and we're going to spread that among the 100 jobs over the full $800,000. Normally, that would have been $1,600 or so in raw dollars that we would have had to spend. Plus or minus whatever the supplier allows us to use in co-op or accrual monies or whatever program you're on. So let's go back over to the studio. I hope this makes sense to you. The goal here is to move up the sales line to the shoulder season, to hit break-even or expand past break-even with promotions, with call to action. Make somebody say yes.
0: Bottom line is you got to know your budget and you got to do promotions in the the slow season. you got to stay busy year round, at least do your very best uh, so things don't get too slow. Now if you need more information on the budgeting, I want you to click the join button at the top of this page and you're going to get access to all the budgeting courses here at EGIA for 30 days absolutely free. If you need the training, it's free. Check it out, click the button and get registered. Folks, that's our show for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, have a great week. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye for now.